Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. We're looking to start our week, as usual, with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 105 today and Proverbs 23. Psalm 105 is a psalm of praise. And what's interesting is it appears to be, at least in part, uh, composed by David when there, with the removal of the Ark of the Covenant from Mount Zion. And we get that by uh, looking at First Chronicles 16, um, which I'll do here in just a second. Well, actually, just let me do it. So let's look at First Chronicles 16 real quick. Um, 14 verses, and you'll notice uh, when we start our psalm that the first seven verses are, are actually in our First Chronicles reading. So here's what it says in First Chronicles chapter 16, starting with verse 16, or I'm sorry, starting with verse one. So they brought the ark of the co- they brought the ark of God, and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he dealt to every one of Israel, both man and woman, to every one a loaf of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph the chief, and next to him, Zechariah, Jael, and Sheremoth, and Jahiel, and Mahitahu, or Mahitaha, and Eliab, and Benayan, and Obadon, and Jael, with psalteries and with harps. But Asaph made a sound with cymbals. Benaiah also, and Jahaziel, the priest with trumpets, continually before the ark of the covenant of God. Then on that day David delivered first this psalm, to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing songs unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servants, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. So that's just the first 14 verses in First Chronicles chapter 16. And uh, that ending part there is the part that begins our psalm. And so it looks like this particular psalm of praise that we're getting ready to read this morning was composed by David and uh, was delivered uh, during this time when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back. 
So with that history and backdrop, let us read. I'm not going to do commentary or anything this morning on Psalm 105. I'm just going to read you the 45 verses. So open up your hearts and let the Word of God strengthen and encourage you this morning. Let's begin. Psalm 105, King James Bible. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wondrous and the judgments of his mouth. O you seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen, he is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac. And he confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them harm. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He brake the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them ever, Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance, to bind the princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly, and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses his servant, and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them, and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Their lamb brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came diverse sorts of flies and lice in all their coast. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines, also their fig trees. He brake the trees of their coast. He spake, and the locusts came in caterpillars, 
and that without number. He did eat up all the herbs in the land and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quails and satisfied them with bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. He brought forth his people with joy, and his chosen with gladness. He gave them the land of the heathen, and they inherited the labor of the people, that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. That, my friends, is Psalm 105. I pray that it spoke to your heart this morning. Let's finish off by getting some wisdom from the Proverbs. We're looking at Proverbs 23 this morning. Let's begin. Verse 1, King James Bible. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich, cease from thy own wisdom. Will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings, they fly away as an eagle toward heaven. So please note. It appears the Proverbs is is warning about the seeking after wealth and making that your life's mission because the wealth can just disappear. It can fly away like an eagle. It says if you're going to sit down with a ruler, put a knife to your throat if you're going to be given over to appetite. Like if you're going to be given over to... uh, luxury and sensuality and indulgence and appetite like those things are going to lead to destruction verse 6 eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye neither desire his dainty meats for as he thinketh in his heart so is he eat and drink saith he to thee but his heart is not with thee The morsel which thou hast eaten shall thou vomit up, and loose thy sweet words. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Remove not the old landmark, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is mighty, he shall plead their cause with thee. Apply thy heart unto instruction and thy ears to the words of knowledge. 
withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and he sh you shall deliver his soul from hell. <laughs> so please note, obviously this has come up multiple times. It may have came up in our last proverb study. Solomon just does not want you to get it twisted. You have to discipline your children. He's saying if you discipline the child with the rod, he's not going to die. Right? Stop acting like it's just a murder to spank your child's bottom. <laughs> and we've gotten to a place in our society where we act like it's it's just murder. It's, it sounds like he's not going to die. And in fact, by not sparing the rod, by actually doing the correction and the dis discipline, you're setting him up to be a more godly person. It says... Thou shalt beat him with the rod, and shall deliver his soul from hell. Continuing on. My son, if thy heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice, even mine. Yea, my reign shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. Let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Let's read that again. Open up your hearts to this. Let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. That sounds like a verse that we could just mull over and chew on all day. Don't be jealous of the lifestyle and the luxury or the pleasure and indulgence that you see the heathen or the sinner that has. Rather, remember the, your fear and reverence for God and why you choose to obey Him instead of feed your flesh. Let me read that just one more time. Let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. <laughs> He's saying, don't forget, there is an end. One day we're going to have to stand before God. One day... Messiah is going to return one day. You're going to have to answer. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Don't be envious of the wicked. Verse 19. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thy heart in the way. Be not among wine-bibbers, among rituous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and the drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Buy the truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy in him. 
Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and that bear thee shall rejoice. My son, give me thy heart, and let thy eyes observe my ways. For the whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. Again, please note another common teaching throughout all the Proverbs. He's warning his sons over and over, stay away from the strange woman. It's a trap. He says, my son, give me thy heart and let thy eyes observe my ways. For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait as for a prey, and increases the transgressors among men. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contention? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that seek mixed wine. He's saying, if you're going to long for alcohol, you're going to long for the wine, this is your future. Who hath woe, who hath sorrow, who hath contentions, who hath babbling, who hath wounds without cause, who hath redness of eyes. Verse 31, look not upon the wine when it is red, when it is given its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, it stingeth like an adder. He's warning, that state of mind that, that alcohol and wine will put you in, will cause you to be a fool. It's not, we're not even necessarily talking about drunkenness, we're talking about a little too much wine. A little too much practicing drinking wine all the time will lead you to do things, to say things that you probably wouldn't do otherwise. Listen. Listen what he says. Look not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Thy eye shall behold strange women. And thy heart shall utter perverse things. Suddenly the strange woman's going to look appealing. And the strange woman is just simply someone who's not your wife. Or someone who is not a godly woman if you're a single person. Thy eyes shall behold strange women and thy heart shall utter perverse things. So you're going to say perverse and and dumb things because of the wine. Verse 34, Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me. Shall thou say, and I was not sick? They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? And I will seek it yet again. And that is the end of our Proverbs. Very strong warnings from Solomon there at the end of the Proverbs 23 against longing for that wine, the dangers. Let it all sink into our hearts and minds and soul 
I just have to remember that verse today. If I had a verse for the day, let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the day of the Lord all the day long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers that are so desperately needed. Desperately needed right now. There's things I'm up against that I don't want to go into detail about on the broadcast, but I need your I need your prayers. Thank you for your support. Couldn't do it without you. Peace and grace be with all of you until next time. God bless.